0: Welcome to That Scene, That Song, a podcast series dedicated to discussing the films and songs that have had a profound effect on our lives. We will be having a broad collection of interesting people talking about the films and songs that they love most and a little bit about how they got through life through the songs and films that they enjoy. I hope you enjoy this series. Okay, we're back. We are back, episode two of that scene, that song, and I have somehow managed to persuade Miss Spencer, Miss <laughs> Charlotte Spencer, to join me to have a good old gossip about what moves all of us, um, film and music, and why it's so important, especially in our formative years, to have experienced the best in both. And that's really what we're here to discuss. Hello, Charlotte. Hello. How you doing?
1: I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good, good. good.
0: I have to say, we had um, we had our first big event. Was it last week? Yeah. So what we see um, had its first big event at the Serpentine. And we curated a series of um, incredible performances from actors and and singers and in partnership would help refugees is an amazing uh, evening that I was very, very proud to to have some some part in. But we had Charlotte, the actress, singing. (laughs) And um, she was nervous, I would say, um, at the beginning and um, told me and anyone that was near her that she hasn't done this in a long time,
1: (laughs) which I hadn't,
0: Uh, which she hadn't. And then she proceeded to invoke the spirit of the late great Eva Cassidy
1: <laughs> and did
0: a pitch flipping perfect rendition of Songbird that left everyone with goosebumps. So that's, that's what I'm dealing with today. Thanks. Thank you again. I'm, I'm saying it on the podcast. No, I, had to, I actually you. had a
1: lovely time and uh, oddly enough, weirdly enough, you've, been, you've boosted my confidence with two of my issues one of them being singing and the other one being my freckles so (laughs)
0: yes uh, i mean i'm laughing because again um i had the honor of photographing Charlotte on a beautiful sort of late summer's day in you know we had a a, a wander through portobello and um my lenses were just thanking me (laughs) no truly you know the the i shoot in a very raw sort of non-editorial way and her just with the lights on that day, her freckles really came out in the um the finished images. And I, I sent like my favourites, which were the ones with the most freckles, and she's like, I hate them. <laughs> I, <did>. I, <laughs> I was just like, like hate I hate them. Like, Go oh, away. <laughs> um
1: yeah, but then I, I was like, No, I have to I have to embrace them and I I i showed my friends and stuff like that and they're like, What are you what are you talking about? You need to you need to stop this stigma. But also I think um Actually, growing up and not seeing a lot of uh, like actors that I didn't know had freckles because yeah. they cover them up. They
0: cover them up, yeah.
1: For everything, um, I've yet yeah, I've not really seen uh, an actor with as. I'm sure there are. I've seen models mm-hmm. with with freckles, but, but that's never. even a new
0: thing. You know, yeah. it's, it's not like it's the last two or three years yeah. I've seen that. Yeah, um,
1: and. And sort of with the freckles sort of coming out and, and so I've always been like, oh, God, they're distracting or they're this and that. And, and actually everyone's been very, yep. I, I actually genuinely thought it would stop me getting work, but um, it hasn't so far. So. No,
0: well, it's not the kind of work you need. <laughs>
1: no, exactly. This is yeah.
0: the way you should see it. Yeah. I think people with, you know, flamed coloured hair and freckles are, you know, somewhat celestial beings. Thanks. No, 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 truly, like, you you stand apart. It's getting more and more rare. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, you know, I've been known to chase people down the road,
1: demanding (laughs) to photograph them when I see
0: the the hair and the freckles. Um, We digress, digress. as we always do. Yes. I I think, let's really start um, understanding your story. Um, You're you're currently in in one of the hottest shows on the box, on the streaming devices, on your iPads, uh, Sanderson. Uh, the Jane Austen uh, ITV uh, show that is lit. It's, it's nine o'clock every Sunday right yes um, and uh, it's got incredible reviews your performance has made a lot of noise congratulations <laughs> thank you um, but I, I want to know what the journey was to get to where you are today because um, I always feel that success is the boring side of the story yeah the journey is uh, a is, is, is what we want to hit. So if you can just just how do uh, you get
1: here? So I always knew what I wanted to do from about three years old.
0: London born and bred, or uh, no Essex? Essex, okay. Mm-hmm. What what does that mean as an Essex? Where in Essex?
1: Essex uh, Harlow in Essex. Harlow, okay. Uh, so it's it's near Stansted. Yep. near Stansted Airport. Um and uh yeah, born born and bred Essex girl, <laughs> and I. Weirdly enough, my parents my parents have nothing to do with the industry. Mm-hmm. My dad's a builder. My mum works at a school. They both work at school now, but mm-hmm. um, he still he still builds. Um, and uh, I always knew. So I asked to go ballet at three years old, and my mum was like, "I don't even know how you know what ballet is." At three, you yeah. want to be a bit wow. Three. Oh. Um, so I wasn't old enough then. I had to wait another year, and and then I started dancing. Uh, in uh, a little school in Essex, a little dance school, just on weekends, mm-hmm. called Brenda Taylor School of Dance. Still around? Yeah, still around. Shout I out
0: Brenda, thank Shout you. Shout
1: out Brenda. Um, see, uh, I do go and help there actually a lot, um, and uh, when I'm when I'm not working, when I'm not acting, I go and teach. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: can teach just, dance
1: yeah dance singing okay. acting whatever Again,
0: i didn't even know you had this dance
1: yeah yeah i can i i'm a triple threat <laughs> uh yeah yeah i'm I, I trained in dance and then um so basically did that loved it did pantomimes as a kid and and uh, sorry
0: just i have to say she actually looked at me with serious sincerity and said I'm a triple threat. I love
1: that. Oh,
0: we yield, Charlotte. We yield.
1: Um, and I, that's how I started. So it was through the dance. Yeah. And then I uh, got into singing. And then played um, Annie in my local town, you know, when I was a kid. And then um, I just loved it. And mum and dad were like, right, well... Do you want to do this? And I was. Like, this is what I want. This yes. This is what I mm-hmm. want to do. My Sorry, with Annie, sister. was that
0: a merit thing or was it a a genetic?
1: G- genetic. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I I actually don't know. We, we did audition for it, so it was you know. But it was within the dance school and and, but it really, I knew what I wanted to do. That mm-hmm. was it. Um, and then um, so my parents were like, well, maybe we should try you know try you at, at stage school. Let's just see. Mm-hmm. And my mum and dad actually said. We, they never sent me for the scholarship because they didn't think I'd get it. They didn't. There was no, you know, um, and they didn't even think I'd get in. Okay,
0: which now, school was this?
1: Sylvia Young. Oh, Sylvia,
0: of course. Okay.
1: So that was to go to go senior school, so mm-hmm. from twelve to sixteen, and uh, out of however many that day, I I got in, um, much to the surprise of all of us. <laughs> And then there was a decision for my parents to make. And this is what I I do come from a working class background. Mm -hmm. um, But my dad always says, uh, we're working class, um, middle class lifestyle with a working class Mm wage. So my parents tried uh, um, for me, my brother and my sister, um, everything they could to give us the best life. And so they remortgaged the house to send me to... Um, Extraordinary. ...to send me to Sylvia's. Yeah. And there was... Dad worked very hard, yeah. you know. It was... Um,
0: I, I mean, I met your parents briefly, and, you know, you... Yeah, it, it's really, really um, reassuring to hear this because there's so many horror stories of bad parenting. <laughs> yeah. um, of people that... So much wasted talent, you mm-hmm. know? How many incredible athletes singers dancers yeah. probably will never know they had that ability because yeah. they didn't have a mother and or a father yeah. that did everything they could in their power exactly and I think you know the gift people like your parents would give us is to remind us it's not always about how much money you have no it's about how hard you try for your family
1: yeah absolutely you know
0: and they fought for you right yeah yeah,
1: yeah. oh totally yeah. totally like I I couldn't I couldn't thank them enough. Um, They're still paying off of the mortgage now, Um, and actually, uh, in in a way, I do see myself. uh, It's it's difficult. Yes, I'm from a working class background, Mm. but I am privileged because I I know not everyone has that parenting and that chance and that. And my dad drove me to school every day. uh, until, well, that money can't
0: buy, right? Yeah,
1: right. So he he then he decided like, okay, the you know the better work, uh, better paid was in London. Mm. So he'd found jobs in London to do building building work in London, and wow. that means that he could.
0: My man. Yeah, Gosh. yeah. Well, we have to play this term and we uh, Sorry, what's your father's name? Peter. Peter.
1: Fucking hell, mate. Well done. He's a good man. Yeah. He's one of the he, he's one of the good ones. Peter. I,
0: I, superheroes I, uh, don't wear.
1: Yes, exactly, exactly. And
0: you are very much in that alumni. But they do
1: build Wendy houses, amazing things, and tree houses. (laughs) Um, And, uh, yeah, so that was, I I got in. Um, And then with the school, you get uh, put into the agency. Mm -hmm. Um, So from 12 to 16 and you train. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you do normal classes, mm-hmm. and then Thursday and Friday, you do dancing, singing, and acting okay. all day. Gosh,
0: which is quite intense.
1: It's just it was everything to me, right. and it actually makes you. If you don't, it was it's very good because if you don't, um, if you don't um, catch up with your work on the, those three days, you can't. Yeah, that's it. So it gi- gives you the incentive that you want to stay at that school and you want to remain there and just, behave.
0: That's fascinating because I was. With recording the first episode just yesterday with um, with Eliza and she has a different story in terms of she didn't know she had any um, you know she she only started acting at fifteen and she was lucky that everything came together very quickly. Your story is somebody instilled no one did you knew knew. how do you explain that though? I I have
1: my parents. The other thing that was uh, a shock to them was. So I used to make, we had a bay window.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I would get up on the bay window and shut the curtains and open. I didn't know what stage was.
0: So you were a real ta Yeah,
1: I didn't know what <laughs> wow. stage was. This was like three, again, Jesus. three years old. So they would, and they said the things that I'd like. They, they were just like, uh, they remember, uh, they, they, they got me Fantasia, the film mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. Christmas.
0: The cartoon? Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: And they always, their thing was like, oh, we'll sit and watch it before we give it to her because yeah. it's like, you know. And then uh, they watched it, and like no, they're both like, "What pile of shit!" Like could not, could not understand it. We're like, "This is just nonsense." It was my favorite, yeah. my absolute favorite film. My poor granddad would have to sit there and watch it when he looked after me over and over again. And I put the ballet bits on, and I put the, I put the uh, just the music and the. the the sounds and it's the, very long it was, as well
0: Fantasia oh I loved yeah. it yeah.
1: except for the scary bit at the end with the, the devil but then like once I grew up I was like this is still amazing so so they were just they they just said you had this creativity that I and but my mum always said you I was handful
0: mm-hmm. so in um, <laughs> i not surprised she said that in
1: ballet in, in my ballet class it's actually my mum filming it so yeah. it was like a, you know show the parents thing and I figured out that um, to get the most um Uh, people to look at me was to do the opposite of what the teacher said. So everyone was like and now children up we get and we're going to be fairies around the room and all the all the lovely little girls and their lovely things were fairies i sat in the middle of the room and my mum's going get up get up in this thing you could just you could see the camera shaking and i'm just shaking my head like no and then we're like and now we sit down then i got up and went around the room and did my own fairy piece <laughs> so i was i was a nightmare
0: god i wish we had instagram then. <laughs> oh i'm just that's 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 just that's a that's a lot of views right there
1: uh, it's just it's uh, you could just see from She's like she said. I had your, I had um, Perry in the thing and Jody there, and I'm trying to like and suddenly you were just being this little. But she said I didn't want to stifle it. I, I had to control it, but I didn't want to stifle yeah. it because it was a crea- creative side. And then the older I got, you know, more behaved I became. But did
0: your confidence strangely go down when you got older? Or? Yeah, I think it you was, seemed I think to be a very it, it, confident young person. Yes, yeah. You know.
1: Um, I think it does, just just self-consciousness, you know, kicks in. But I still always wanted to do it and knew I could do it. Clearly. And then then I went to Sylvia's. And I then went for an audition for something called, for Mary Poppins, the musical.
0: Yeah.
1: And I got to a point, and I... How old were
0: you? I was 12. Jesus, okay.
1: (laughs) And... uh, Basically, you go for the auditions and a lot of the school, a lot of the people in the school are going for it as well. Mm-hmm. And I was so conscious of conscious of not rubbing it in people's faces. So I I kept getting down further and further. And I there was one point where I called my mum. I locked myself in the bathroom and called my mum and said, I've got another recall for mm-hmm. this. Because I didn't want anyone... To know i didn't mm. want the school i didn't want the the kids to know just in case it hurt their feelings
0: <laughs> um, that's a really good quality you have
1: and and then basically and then uh they took me to the round like this was like i don't know we had two more rounds left took me took me to the, the other round and uh, i got i got another recall mm-hmm. and uh, and everyone was coming out waving their things and i knew that a lot of children hadn't got the part mm-hmm. so my, I grabbed my dad's hand and he was like what, what's happening I had the slip in my hand to say that I had the last that I was going to the final mm-hmm. and I was like come on let's go and he was like what are you doing what's wrong I was like no no we have to go we have to go because there were other children crying Wow! so I went and he took me to his van because he used to take me to school mm-hmm. in a van and uh, I said I, I got, I'm down to the last I'm down to the last so I had one more and then um, did it and was like this is you know it's never gonna happen mm-hmm. and then i got a phone call uh one evening um and i just we just all of us just cried and i was mm. like that's it i my one of my dreams has come true at 12
0: so what do they say in the phone call
1: they said you've got the part of jane banks mm. <laughs> so then rehearsals started and i got to work with the most incredible people i mean i i met um uh the Sherman Brothers, mm-hmm. who obviously wrote the original music to a lot of the Disney stuff, who were just incredible, and uh, worked got to work with Richard Eyre and Cameron Macintosh, mm-hmm. and, and it was just the most magical experience ever. And obviously, Mary Poppins being Mary Poppins, yeah. and and to, we met Julie Andrews. At one you point. did, yeah, yeah. Well, what she was came that like? to see, she was amazing. She came to see the the premiere and and the press night and. It was just this the most incredible experience, so
0: how long did you do that for a year, okay,
1: so I would go to school, I'd get up at six in the morning,
0: mm-hmm.
1: go to school uh till um I think four o'clock, then have lunch uh, have dinner, and then Dad would take me to the theater and then I'd uh, do the show and then I'd get home at eleven o'clock at night and then do it again
0: gosh
1: so but you but you know uh, adults get the rest in the day or, yeah, or but to still, a degree, you're, you're but I was young. at school yeah.
0: And you have to study. Yeah. Amazing. So. And and then sort of fast forwarding to your uh, adult acting life. Mm-hmm. What has that journey been for you? Because I, I know it's always a lot of up. Up in, right now, you're on a major up. Yes. Um, but how's it been?
1: It's well. I I, I left school at seven, sixteen. Got a job in Oliver the musical, <laughs> okay. uh, and then that was my. So that was straight in. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I got a voiceover um, of Angelina Ballerina, who's a, who's a mouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that kind of paid for, you know, got, got me through. And I was like, oh, my God, if this is this is it, this is going to be great. And then I made the decision that I had to get out of musical theatre if I, if I really wanted to act. Uh, because unfortunately, there is still a stigma between like, that they don't think musical theatre actors can mm. act. So I stuck it out. And my friend Dexter Fletcher then put me into a film called Wild Bill yep. uh, when I was nineteen, and that was my first film. And and then after that, I did the odd job, the odd little thing. Uh, it was hard. Like I made the decision, and I didn't work for a year yep. because I I was absolutely determined to get into TV and film.
0: And that's when you're really tested, right? Yeah. Everyone I know that's in your game, it's they they have that moment where it's it's peaks and troughs. But sometimes you're like you, you just like. My day.
1: Yeah, I've, but I didn't, I didn't notice it that it, w- because I was young, I was mm. 19, that was nothing to me, that was nothing. And then suddenly I just got, I got a very small part in um, Line of Duty, mm-hmm. really small. And then, and it was actually a filler between, I got uh, cast as the lead uh, lead lady in Andrew Lloyd Webber's musical um, called Stephen Ward, which was about Christine Keeler and the Profumo mm-hmm. Affair. And I thought, oh my God, this is amazing. And it was the most magical experience um, but we were meant to be on for a year, and it um we got closed after three months
0: oh.
1: and we got told on the Monday that we had three weeks left
0: Wow, was it financing or
1: uh yeah yeah we couldn't we couldn't hold the we couldn't hold the audiences um and we had three weeks left and on the Thursday, I got a phone call saying there's this uh a director you 've already worked with in line of duty that remembered you, and they were about to give this part to someone in glue mm mm-hmm. And they said, they want you to go for the audition. He's been holding out for you, but you had this you had this show. You need to go for this audition on Thursday. Went for it, found out that night that I got it. And so by the Thursday, I had another job. I had my first big um, uh, gig, really, TV gig. And then because of that, I was then nominated for a BAFTA. Um so it was a blessing in disguise, and I never knew it at the time.
0: Yeah, and Because of that show I'd run, you would never yeah, have had that opportunity. Yeah, never
1: had that opportunity.
0: Serendipity, and yeah. also just sometimes you have to... I, I say you have to waltz with fate.
1: Yeah.
0: It, you know, you, you can't always... You sort of put everything in the sat nav. Yeah. You know.
1: Uh, and then after that, I, I sort of... The work started to come through, and I went to America, and I I got a pilot. Unfortunately, the pilot didn't go, but...
0: Mm-hmm. That happens to everyone.
1: And then... Um, it was, it was good for a while. I did a, a thing called Stonemouth for Scotland and then was nominated for a Scottish BAFTA. Um, didn't win any of them, but... Uh, <laughs> um, and, then, and then I did Living the Dead, which was excellent. Uh, BBC uh, drama, which I loved. Again, worked with some amazing people. And then the work stopped mm. for two years.
0: Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely. No rhyme or tumbleweed. reason. I got wow. down
1: to the last two for seven things in a row. Jeez. Every time I was, I'm sorry, they went Did you to the ever think of giving up at that yeah, stage? Yeah, 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 totally.
0: So, so, this is almost as important as what we're actually supposed to be talking about. <laughs> um, in that moment where you really did think of giving up, where did you draw your strength from? To just, you know, seven no's in a row. Seven no's in a row. In two row. years. Yeah. After... Down to the
1: last two. That's not.
0: So, what, what pulled you out of that darkness?
1: Um, I started teaching. And I found I had I realised that I love acting and I love performing and the arts mm-hmm. and it's actually the arts that keep me going, mm-hmm. not just the acting. Yeah. It's my favourite. I love it, but creating and then seeing a uh, you know a child suddenly uh, you know teaching them a song and then suddenly it clicking it yeah. and they get, they hit the note and the the joy on their face is just like yeah. that. To me, is is just as much as.
0: Yeah. So it's so good. So you, you value your craft even when the, you know, the bright lights are off. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's hard. Yeah. You, you do doubt yourself and you can't, you know, a lot of it is aesthetics and mm-hmm. a lot of it is, you know, unfortunately how famous you are, especially now. Yeah. Um, and and a lot of it, and this is another thing, is luck.
0: Mm. Yeah, it, it really is. Yeah. is
1: and I, I, it's like, you know, I, I'm in a privileged position at the minute where I've, got something out on itv and another thing coming out mm-hmm. soon for channel four Great.
0: um
1: and but i i just got lucky right. there are actors that are just as good as yep. me if not better that aren't working yep. and i cannot
0: and there are actors who are fucking
1: terrible it. and they've Excuse yeah they've range. hit the they've um, hit the that
0: are uh, that are uh, every 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 other day we see them yep. doing things yeah I think a lot of that's also got to do. It's luck but it's also got to do with the industry. you know mm-hmm. but one of the things I struggle with as just a consumer with the film and music industry is that the the more senior I the people I've met, the people that make big decisions mm-hmm. in both those industries mm-hmm. there are exceptions, but I, you know, I, I haven't met people that are truly in love with the art of film <laughs> and music, um, the mm-hmm. higher up the food chain I get. And I think that's a concern—a mm-hmm. huge, huge concern—that that trickles down to what's being, who's being casted, what's being financed, etc., mm-hmm. etc. Mm-hmm. Et
1: mm-hmm.
0: We can rant about this all Absolutely. day.
1: Absolutely, <laughs> but um, so yeah, I do. I I am just, and right now I'm I'm okay. I'm I'm lucky. I got through yeah. that that test.
0: Yeah. And hopefully you know, <laughs> I think you're, 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 you're okay. Period. You yeah. Know, regardless of what what uh, slings and arrows, you know, yeah. you, you're going to be good. Right, music. Right, right. Let's start with music this okay, time. Okay. So two songs and two songs. Uh, preferably two parts within those songs mm-hmm. that have, have had some kind of uh, profound effect on, on you in, mm-hmm. your, in your life's journey. Hit me.
1: Okay. Um, so my first one is um, Case of You by Joni Mitchell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the whole song's just genius. It's, it's poetry. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a particular part of the song where she says um, I'm frightened by the devil but I'm drawn to those that ain't afraid hmm. and I think that just uh, I really relate <laughs> um, I'm, I'm really scared of like you know getting told off and doing things wrong or, or um, except for any injustice and then that's it like, I'm gone
0: I'm frightened by the devil and I'm drawn to those ones that ain't
1: Ooh. I'm excited by people that push the boundaries. And mm. not to like, you know, I mean people that if say if something's wrong or, or or go, actually I'm not gonna do it like that, I'm gonna do it this way. I'm really I like those people. But are you are
0: you then attracted to and I don't just mean in relationships, I mean in general to to wounded people?
1: No, no, no. Not okay. wound not wounded. Okay. Just I just mean it's people that think differently.
0: Okay, that's good. And
1: that push that push a bit push a bit more mm. and say I'm, I actually don't want to do it like that or, or just because you're telling me to do it like that doesn't mean I'm going to and it's slightly on the yep. slightly on the edge it's um,
0: and I guess in English a lot of English culture is that's not how you are supposed to behave yeah. to question things no exactly um, and uh, it's interesting that um, those words um, yeah, so Joni should be in the curriculum I keep saying this as <laughs> well um Thank God she's still with us. Yes. Um, Both Eyes Now is one of my favorite songs of mm. all time. And, um, the f- th- you know, I said this about Adriana Batola and um, the Serpentine event. To have somebody that is um, your vintage, your age, mm-hmm. to sit here and tell me that, one of your favourite songs and favourite parts of a song is a Joni Mitchell song that must be well over 35 years old. <laughs> definitely older than you. Um, and uh, I, I, it, it's just really good to hear. Yeah. How do you know about Joni Mitchell? I, I don't know. You don't know? I don't
1: know. She just I, fluttered I just, into your... <laughs> she fluttered into my life. Um... I maybe it's uh, do you know what? It, maybe it's a subconscious thing. There's a there's a film called Practical Magic, uh, with Nicole Kidman. Yes, who and uh, Bette Midler. No, uh, uh, no, Sandra Bullock.
0: Sandra Bullock. Pra- Was that a good film? I, I, I don't, don't know if it's necessarily okay, I, I good. But it's about witches. I remember witches. the trailer. I think it's about witches. Yes. Practical
1: and, magic. but I obviously just um, as soon as I see a redhead in something, I'm like, oh my god, you know, I can do this. I can. You know that's that's me. That's who I want to be. Uh, and there's a bit where I think Nicole Kidman sings it in the car wrong.
0: It's a comedy, right? It's or, a
1: sort of like it's just like a love. It's, yeah, it's a light-hearted okay, sort well, of. I have to
0: check it. I don't remember it at all. It's
1: just it's so nineties. It
0: really, so, well, yeah. I love that. It's fine. Yeah, it's
1: great. Um, practical Magic. Practical Magic. And I think that's probably a subconscious thing of like, what is she singing? Yeah,
0: but isn't that the great thing about films? Yeah. I know so many people who had never heard of Joni Mitchell until the. Uh, amazing scene that still makes me cry to this day in um, Love Action
1: Oh my god with Emma
0: Thompson where she the jury situation and and she gets a Janie Mitchell she puts on that CD and it's both sides now and she weeps and then she she puts on her face and comes out for the kids yep
1: yep
0: anyway next song (laughs) next next song
1: song is um, Cigarettes and Coffee I think it's the most romantic love song I've ever heard
0: It's early in the morning About a quarter till three I'm sitting here talking with my baby Over cigarettes and coffee Mm. Uh, (laughs) Just stop right there! You're kidding me. You've just played an Otis song that I don't actually know.
1: It's the most beautiful you, song.
0: Where where did that song find you? I,
1: I don't know. I, I so I I have I have Spotify and 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 do all that and and I have I try and listen to as many songs as I as I can and uh, I always have a playlist for every character I play. Yeah. And through that, uh, it gives you suggestions and things like that. But I, for some reason, Otis Redding. I already I already loved him.
0: Yeah.
1: Which which is hilarious because I just forgot his name, which is. You know, brilliant um but that that song to me is one of the most it could make me cry because Mm -hmm. it's just it's it's like that poem um there was a sonnet by shakespeare which i think is one of his most beautiful about the um about his wife Mm -hmm. and like saying saying the opposite instead of like you know shall i compare thee to a summer's day Mm -hmm. it's like if if uh if hair he's, he compares her to like if hair be something, then black wires grow from her head, as a or, reflection of yeah. as like all these you know and and her my mistress's breath reeks in the morning and mm-hmm. things like that, and it's but it's the most beautiful because it's the most real,
0: yeah, and he still loves that and he if, still, if anything, he loves that more about her than exactly yeah.
1: that she's yeah. not I love, she doesn't I love, conform
0: yeah to the that perfectly imperfect nature of yes. real love yes yeah. Otis, wow, yeah. I mean sad, he died very young. <laughs> Uh, and you know, a lot of people didn't fully get his greatness No. until he was gone.
1: No, but I mean, that is one of his most beautiful songs.
0: Well, well done, I love thanks, it. Thanks. I, love, I, love, I love having a lesson. I don't, that doesn't happen much. Oh,
1: you listen to that song, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna
0: revisit <laughs> it really, really great choices. Films, something I know you know well. Yes. What two films? We'll start. Uh, with the first one now Hit okay
1: me. so this is this is just going to be hilarious my absolute favourite film favourite story of all time is Beauty and the Beast um, and the original Disney um Cartoon. I
0: had a massive crush on
1: Belle. <laughs>
0: she's just so beautiful. She's
1: so beautiful. Oh,
0: she's my second. So my first cartoon crush is Chitara and Thundercats. But uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Belle's beautiful, and just, I love that opening. I wish I could sing. But uh, before Gaston gets involved, mm, and the, the, mm. the, the is it the triplets are the jealous of her? Yeah, it's just it's,
1: it's excellent. It's just the whole. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think it's Alan. Was it Alan Mink? Uh, he Men- did a lot of the writing. He was. He was. I think Beauty and the Beast came out when I was born. Um,
0: wow, was that long? ago? Yeah,
1: ninety one. Okay. Uh, and it ended up being my favourite film, uh, but it basically the the opening where there's there's something over the top where the uh, narrator says. And it goes, and, it, and there's this music that goes over the top. That's oh, yeah, like, yeah. Di, 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 yeah, di, 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 at the very beginning, when
0: they're talking about the old just, lady. Yeah, that come, yeah, yeah just,
1: yeah. the story, I've never, the, I don't think there's any other Disney film that's as magical, that sets, like, this yeah. magical world that you're about to go yeah. into. And then the last, and this narrator, whoever he is, and, like, the prologue, and then the last bit is, for who could ever learn to love a beast? Mm-hmm. And that's just... Yeah. That's it it. Is,
0: it's amazing. That's why I refuse to watch the live-action one. I yeah. can't do it. Yeah, it's I'm not sure. The same. I'm sure they did a good job, but I i can't.
1: It's not the same. It's <laughs> not really the same. I mean, you don't need
0: to, to try and, and replicate perfection. No. You know? No. Uh, I'm sure it makes a lot of money.
1: Yeah, of course it does. Um, um, and then my, my... Actually, my parents bought me tickets to go and see... The, they put it on as a musical. Mm-hmm. And my dad still to this day, apart, he always says, apart from Mary Poppins, obviously, but he's like... It was one of the best, shit, best well, musicals musical he, he's ever really? seen. I, yeah, I never... it's the most magical when the beast transforms yeah. in the air. It happens. Wow. It happens on stage. You see it. It's just like. Oh my god, it's breathtaking. It's
0: amazing. And it's all the original music as well, mm-hmm. so they don't no, change. No. I still love when they do the big dance. And this is the first time they have like the 3D CGI. The 3D, Exactly, so, oh, my exactly. God. And then is is it Mrs. Potts singing? Mrs.
1: Potts. You know, singing Taylor's time. Oh my
0: god. They just don't make them. Like no, they that anymore. don't. They really, really, really don't. They don't. And it's such a simple, simple premise of a story. Yeah um that is a lesson that we should all have.
1: Well then people then go oh well you know it's, isn't this isn't the isn't it that you know she's just putting up with his beastly ways and I'm like actually I think that's uh, to, the, what I took from it as a little girl was actually that if someone could see past mm-hmm. my beast mm-hmm. my beast mm-hmm. that
0: that And that, that they beast do... could be many things exactly. it's not just you looking a no, certain way. No
1: yeah, no no it's, it's about your inner your, it's your walls. yes. Yeah. So that's what I always took from it, yeah. and that's real love to me.
0: Yeah, no, I, absolutely. I, I just thinking about it. It is the most amazing cartoon mm-hmm. I think possibly ever made. Mm-hmm. If you think about how good it is, how mm-hmm. it's stood the test of time, mm-hmm. even Gaston as a character, yeah. complete douchebag, yeah, but the personification of male misogyny yes. and and you know, he's not likable. No. But it's done in a way that, yeah. you know, even a young a young person, a young woman, a young girl will think, that's, that's not, not the guy right. I yeah. want to go yeah. for. Right. Brilliant. So, next film.
1: Next film. Um, okay, so, I mean, there's, there's so many, there's so many. But um, there's a film called The Great Beauty. Mm-hmm. Uh, beauty, Beauty and the Beast, Great Beauty. Um, and there's a, the the last scene or the last sort of, it's a it's a continuing shot with the most beautiful music going over the top playing over the top and it's just
0: There's a continuing shot of what? Of,
1: of of it of it just keeps going and it, it goes past um
0: Countryside or Countryside
1: or, yeah. and, and the just it's so it's so very Italian. Yeah. But it's the most I was just just the beauty of what they're shooting. Mm-hmm. There's nothing in it. Yep. Yeah. It's just.
0: Well, there's a lot in it. Oh, well, there's a lot yeah, yeah. in it, but
1: there's no, there's no one, there's no one acting. There's no yeah. one. It's just, and it just makes you watch our beautiful world for yeah. a moment yeah. with this beautiful music going. And we on spoke the top.
0: about this yesterday as well. How you, you, there's some art that you can't defend yourself against, and yeah. I think this is a great example. Uh, there's, you, you know, you, you kind of you said there's not much going on, but. There's probably an overwhelming amount oh, of of so uh, sensory I, going into you.
1: Yeah,
0: um, that that um, I don't think doctors can even describe what that is. No, you know, and that's because it's unspoken, right? There's yeah, no dialogue. Absolutely, totally. So no one's having a conversation no, with you. No. Yet you are totally moved.
1: Com- I've just just tears just streaming down my face because it was just so beautiful. It's just so oh beautiful. God, I need to, oh,
0: <laughs> the thing about doing this podcast, I have, you know, things I've either never seen or don't have a clear mm-hmm, memory of, mm-hmm. I want to revisit. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to do a, a playlist of what everyone recommends. Great. And I hope we don't have some people on this show that just put some, <laughs> some stuff that I'm just not willing to stand by. Yeah. So far, so good. Well, you and a beast, in there.
1: So in there. So that's, yeah, um, they're my... They're my ones and and actually I, what i find amazing um just th- that, that our whole um civilization is built on stories mm-hmm. and what's incredible to me is how you know people feel that the arts aren't important and it's like sorry so our whole like the human race is literally built on stories mm-hmm. That's it from and, the, and from the from, fireside
0: from, from caves from you know. from
1: you know fairy tales yeah. to fables to the Bible to and yet for some strange reason we don't feel that kids need that yeah. it's like mass English science you learn that and yeah. then you go go ahead and it's like without art you can't survive no, we can't you can't cope
0: you're not whole no you're not whole and and um, I have witnessed uh, families, just in a shopping mall or wherever, where it's clear that they're not giving that child mm-hmm. the ability to dare to dream. Mm-hmm. And you can you can already see what path
1: yeah, totally. um,
0: that person's going to be on. And also, uh, you know, when I meet adults that haven't had that, mm-hmm. and they are just very binary in how, how they see the world, they usually have very little empathy. Yeah. You know, uh, I, was, I was talking to someone just recently about um, our relationship with help refugees and he's an old friend of mine, successful sort of banker chap. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, for God's sake, not them again. Or, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, oh, they're all banging on about something on Twitter, on the news. And I said, I said to him, that is said by someone that isn't willing mm-hmm. to open their heart up to something that is not important to mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Simple as that if you if I took that man to Greece yeah. or Calais and he saw what was happening to children, yeah. I'm sure he would respond very differently, Absolutely. you know, but it's easier for him to be that close because he hasn't had to have his mind open, yeah, and your mind is only truly open by having his parents a gray eyes mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so it's it's I think it's a medical requirement, yes, to have people have the 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 background that you've had, yeah. At the very least, exposure to what yeah. you've had doesn't cost anything. No, you know? and well,
1: um, I, my parents. Um, I remember my dad. I'm mean, I absolutely adore my dad. I adore both my parents, but my Peter right? Peter Ledge. <laughs> uh, was he said you? But you, you learn so much from your children. Now I don't have kids, but mm. he said, he said you've opened my world mm. up to your to the art and and things like that and and then discovering that my dad quite likes art and you know he's a builder he's a builder from Essex and
0: yeah. but he, he hasn't had like he has not he... had the opportunities you've had no yeah you know? exactly and there's there's probably a reason why you you love what you love mm-hmm. because some of that is sprinkled deep inside um, either your parents or grandparents yeah. I'm sure of it yeah. yeah totally
1: so it's it's just a lovely it brings you together and and the appreciation of it of all of us, you know, and, and my sister is a midwife. She mm-hmm. has a very, um, she loves her job, but that's she a that's a proper That's a proper. I've just superhero.
0: had a, <laughs> a, a, a daughter, and I I know the 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 whole system, um, the care for parents and mm-hmm. children.
1: And she's just <sighs> <Yeah>. she's <laughs> amazing. She's just this most. She's nothing. She's nothing like me. She's so calm and so she absolutely beautiful, just gorgeous, gorgeous human being, mm-hmm. and. Uh, she says, because well, I was—I think I was a bit like, oh, well, I don't do anything to help the world." You got into one of those stages, mm-hmm. and she was like, "Shah, what, what do you think I do when I get home after I've, you know, had to had some horrific day where, mm-hmm. unfortunately, we've had to give bad news to parents or yeah. something?" She's like, "I go and watch like a film,
0: yeah.
1: or a, I go and watch a story. I yeah. go and watch or a story or to, to, to listen yeah. to music yeah. to escape. That's that's what art does. It helps you." Yeah hope yep so yeah no,
0: you, you are the evangelist we need <laughs> and to finish off what um, where would you I mean obviously you're very busy at the moment and um, you know but life is 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 long and I you know where would you want this career that you're on now to take you
1: I I just want to uh, I want to learn everything there is mm-hmm. to know so like I, I'm now really interested in uh, I, I want to act I want to carry on playing as many different roles as I possibly can, and telling stories. Uh, but also, I'm quite interested in. I've written a script, mm. uh, a western, okay. about women, um, and I'm trying to get someone to bloody well look at it. Um, I think it could be really good.
0: Okay, uh, is it all done?
1: It's. I've written it. Yeah, uh, it's all done. I've got a treatment done, uh, and and I've I've looked up the history of people, and and I've based it on people that. I've, I loved westerns as a kid. Um, which was something I used to sit and watch with my granddad, and there was never any women. Yeah. There was never any female outlaws. They'd, they'd have to wait at home, or there'd be like, you know, one Calamity Jane. Yeah, yeah, she's like, course. you know, tapping, which I loved. Yeah. But there was no like yeah, outlaws. There were very few.
0: I mean, my my partner Camilla, I actually call her, and it's it's not really a western, but um, I don't know if you've watched Dance of Walls. Yeah. Um, and I when um. I first met Camilla and I saw how feisty she is. <laughs> I, I gave her a nickname uh, and I called it Stands with a Fist, which is the name of um um the 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 white lady that had been uh taken by the yeah. um the Indians. Yes. the Native Americans and uh um raised as their own. Mm-hmm. And uh uh, sh- her name was stands in the fist because she's feisty mm-hmm, and she stands mm-hmm. for herself so that's actually and I remember thinking that's one of the few characters that was properly yeah. strong yeah um, and there's not, no one else I can't really think of many female there are lots of kind of lovers of
1: yes exactly the the
0: guy that rides into town exactly Um, but very few with their own story arch narrative and sense of independence above and beyond yeah the the guy with the gun yeah so I'm really I want it please send me (laughs) I'll send it it to you I'll send it to to you so
1: I just you know maybe go into directing and and, uh, just 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 to see whether I can carry on telling stories for the rest of my life. Do you wanna
0: direct, it? write, act? I wanna do it dancing. I
1: just wanna, you know, and, and paint. <laughs> I don't know, I'm not I can't paint was yeah. Um, but I, I want to, I want to tell stories for Good. the rest of my life.
0: Good. And you will. <laughs> and we shall help you make sure you do Thank you. Thank you, thank you very much.
1: Thanks.
0: The team of What We See have had an amazing time making this podcast, but it would be nothing without the amazing people at Another Tongue that have helped make this thing happen, especially my capo, the boss. John Love, who has allowed us to explore our creative juices in his studios, and his amazing team of sound engineers and composers R.G. Wilkinson, Dan Lambert, and Kyle Rolf, the Rolfmeister. Thank you so much. I enjoy working with you and hope we do many, many, many more things together.